0: Do you feel like you're able to access your full potential at will? What would it be like if you could? What would it be like if you were able to live a life of fulfillment where you genuinely feel joy each and every day? Or what would it be like if you could train your mind to effortlessly focus on that which is most important to you so that you're able to operate at your highest level of contribution each and every day? Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we blend timeless wisdom to create unshakable inner peace in this episode we're going to be discussing the three pillars of liberation but before we get into the three pillars of liberation it's important to understand what exactly are we liberating ourselves from we talk about this word liberation a lot when it comes to the zen stoic path podcast show and it's important that we understand what exactly are we creating liberation with because Many people, if you ask them if they wanted liberation or if they wanted freedom, of course they're going to tell you yes, but what exactly are we setting ourselves free from? We're setting ourselves free from something that is called emotional debt. Now, emotional debt is the accumulation of all our past unprocessed negative emotions, traumas, significant emotional moments of our lives, incongruent values, or inner conflicts that we are carrying with ourselves to this day, even years or decades later. Emotional debt essentially accumulates within our system, within our nervous system, and it tells us how to be in life. It's how we pick up and adopt belief systems that don't serve us. It's how we start to have negative self-talk, self-sabotage, and disempowering stories that we tell ourselves. Emotional debt can also show up in a variety of different ways. It can show up as dis-ease in the body. It can show up as chronic pain. It can show up as anxiety, depression. All sorts of different symptoms, mental and physical, can show up as a result of carrying emotional debt within ourselves. Now, when it comes to emotional debt, we don't just get rid of it by reading a book or going to a seminar or getting some therapy or coaching. Emotional debt requires us to actually process that which we have not yet faced within ourselves so that we can be free from it. The thing is, anytime that we experience negative emotion, we can think of negative emotion, or as I like to call it, unpleasant emotion, because emotions are not negative or positive, they just are. But anytime we experience unpleasant emotion or any kind of suffering, usually it is because we are attached to a specific thought or because something hasn't been processed yet and our unconscious mind is trying to signal to us that there is an aspect of our being that is calling for revision. So if you have a memory that seems to be recurring, perhaps a traumatic memory or a a tough memory that you have that seems to be recurring, your unconscious mind is attempting to signal you that it's time for that memory to be revised or to be looked at differently. Or if you're experiencing stress, anxiety, or recurring negative emotions, or if you feel like you're getting triggered at certain things, then typically this is a sign that there is emotional debt in the system that needs to be reconciled with or needs to be resolved. Now you can think of it like this. If we're having an unpleasant emotion, It is attempting to signal us to something. If we don't receive that message, then what's going to happen is we're going to keep experiencing it. Now, most people, when they're faced with an unpleasant emotion of some kind, in our society, we're taught that unpleasant emotions are wrong or that they're negative. And so, with that being said, most of us try to avoid them in some way. Either we try to numb ourselves, we try to resist the emotion, we try to turn it into something else, we try to channel it into something creative, which arguably that's one of the healthier routes to go, but... Either way, when we're experiencing some kind of an unpleasant emotion, if we're trying to get rid of it and we're not actually embracing it, we're not actually learning from it, then it's going to keep coming back. The way that you can think about it is what you resist will persist. What is fully felt will melt. So when you fully feel your emotions and you learn from them, then they can actually dissolve and go away and stop bothering you. So when we have emotional debt, and our emotions are signaling us to a something. The whole function of the emotion is to get us that message, to help us learn from the experience that caused the emotion in the first place so that we're actually able to resolve it and live our lives. Now, once, that, once we've learned everything that we need to learn from an emotion, then the emotion no longer has a purpose or a reason for signaling us, so it goes away. Now, emotional debt can show up in a variety of different ways in a person's life. It can show up as Self-sabotage, negative self-talk, disempowering stories. It can also show up as getting triggered really easily. For example, if something happens in your life and it calls for, let's say, a 2 out of 10 in anger and you respond with a 6 or a 7, then that disproportionate response is an indication that there may be emotional debt there that needs to be resolved. And so the whole purpose of liberation is to liberate ourselves from the emotional debt and the weight of our past. Now, how does emotional debt actually get created? It gets created when we attempt to disengage from life. And we're going to actually be covering exactly how we do that on the next episode. But there are five ways that we disengage from life that create emotional debt. And every time that we do so, it creates more and more emotional debt. And that compounds within our nervous system and begins to filter and color the entire reality around us. So in the next episode, we're actually be talking about the five ways that we engage in life and the five ways that we disengage in life that actually create the emotional debt to begin with. Now, I remember for myself that I used to get really confused and really frustrated with just the layers upon layers of different emotions that I was feeling or different problems that were coming up from my past. And it actually became so much so that it ended up actually affecting me physically too, not just mentally and emotionally. I remember for myself the discovery of this concept of emotional debt came through my own healing journey of being able to let go of my past, to process the things that had happened in my life, and to actually understand the truth of what is versus what my story was about the negative experiences but where it really hit home for me is actually when my dad was diagnosed with melanoma now he was diagnosed in 2020 with melanoma and if you listen to the first episode of this season or if you've been listening to my podcast you know that this journey started because my mom passed away from cancer when i was a kid so when my dad told me that i remember i was completely freaked out and it was like bringing back the past it was bringing back essentially the, the worst, most horrifying experience of my life back into my present awareness with my dad being faced with his mortality. And so when that happened, I remember like freaking out for about 30 seconds and then something in me just clicked and I looked at him and I said to him, you're going to be okay and we're going to figure this out because I haven't put all the work into my craft of coaching, of helping people set themselves free to not be ready for a situation like this. So you're going to be okay and we're going to figure this out. The very next day we did something that I like to call a liberation session where I help a a client essentially release all of their emotional debt and the root causes of their major negative emotions, their limiting stories and beliefs about themselves, their incongruent values and their inner conflicts that which they, that which they hold onto that essentially color their lives. And I do this session with my dad, we, you know, we change up his lifestyle, he starts exercising, he starts you know, a gratitude practice, he starts praying, he declutters his whole house, you know, he changes his work schedule to be more with his family. And then within six months, he had no melanoma in his system, it was completely gone. And this was the result of him releasing his emotional debt. As he cleared those emotions, his physical body actually responded to this. So this became a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've faced within myself in helping myself dissolve chronic pain in my own life. but And I've also faced it with helping my own father and with dozens of clients that I've gotten to take through this process. So the liberation from emotional debt has profound effects on a person's life. And the way that a person actually gets liberated from emotional debt is through the three pillars of liberation that we're gonna talk about today. There are three pillars of liberation that when we embody them and we live them, allow us to live with that unshakable inner peace while shedding everything that is not us shedding the weight of our past shedding the falsehoods and the stories that we engage in that disempower us this is where the magic happens is through the liberation process so the three pillars of liberation are the following the first one is innate wisdom the second inspired action and the third is intentional focus. Now, I'll break down what each of these are, but this is actually how the process actually moves when a person is liberating themselves from everything that holds them back, from everything that prevents them from being themselves and living authentically to their unique purpose in life. So the first one is innate wisdom. Innate wisdom refers to the wisdom and intelligence that already exists within us. Now, what actually blocks our innate wisdom and intelligence? What what blocks us from being able to access that and access our full potential? It's the emotional debt that we carry within ourselves. When we have emotional debt, it's like we're stacking a bunch of things on top of the foundation of who we truly are. When we adopt stories, when we adopt beliefs about ourselves, when we have unprocessed events and traumas in our life, and we stack all of those on top of our identity, we're unable to actually even see ourselves or feel ourselves. We're unable to access the authenticity that actually exists within, and thus unable to access that innate wisdom and intelligence that we have. A person could have a lot of intellect. A person could have a lot of skill and merit in their life, but that doesn't mean that they're accessing their innate wisdom that exists within them. And so when when we compile all that emotional debt on ourselves, we're not able to access the truth of who we are. So the process of liberation is not a process of adding things to our lives, but rather subtracting that which is not us. As we subtract all the things that are not actually us that we are attached to, We start to experience a sense of freedom. We start to experience ourselves and who we authentically are. And we are able to actually begin to build a relationship with our unconscious mind. Now, building a relationship with your unconscious mind is key when it comes to living a life of liberation and living a life of unshakable inner peace. Because when we build a relationship with our unconscious mind, we can access that innate wisdom at will being able to access that innate wisdom is one of the reasons that i created the sovereign awareness technique and if you haven't gotten access to it definitely click the link in the description of this podcast to get access to it basically the sovereign awareness technique will allow you to build a sense of self-trust and intuition so that you're able to make decisions effectively and make the decisions that are right for you in under a minute by getting to know yourself and building a relationship with your unconscious mind this is one of the first steps of actually accessing that innate wisdom is to actually trust yourself because there's an intelligence beyond our comprehension that exists within us. And the first step is to actually trust yourself to get there. So if you haven't gotten it, definitely click that link in the description to get access to that because once you do have that innate wisdom you're able to make decisions that are right for you and you're able to know with certainty what is right and what feels right in your gut in your heart and that lines up with your logic and reason in your mind and so that's the key to unlocking this within yourself it begins with the release of emotional debt and the the ability to build that relationship with your unconscious mind now what you want to keep in mind when it comes to building a relationship with your unconscious mind is that most people they try to navigate through the world and navigate through their problems and pursuing their ambitions and desires consciously. The problem with that is that your conscious mind, for every one bit of information your conscious mind processes, your unconscious mind is processing 10,000. Your conscious mind has the ability to perceive content of the world, but your unconscious takes takes in the entire context of everything that is going on. So upon learning how to access that and building that relationship with your unconscious, you're also building a relationship with your body and the ability to feel things and not just think about life. Remember, the root of suffering is attachment to thoughts. And so when we're living our lives through our thoughts, we are ultimately creating suffering without even realizing it. So building that innate wisdom actually gives yourself the ability to tap into that intuition and self-trust. Now, the second pillar of liberation is what is called inspired action. Now, inspired action is to essentially take action that is inspired from the innate wisdom that exists within you. So these pillars build upon each other. Now, the thing that typically stops people from taking inspired action is number one, they don't trust themselves, they don't have access to that innate wisdom through their unconscious mind. And so because they don't trust themselves, what do they do? They trust the matrix hijack. They trust everything and everyone outside of themselves and listen to everything that exists externally without ever tapping into what exists internally. When you're able to tap in internally and you start to understand what is actually meaningful to you, what is important to you, what fills you up and brings you joy and satisfaction, that's when we're tapping into the inspired action. And now inspired action is essentially actions that you're taking that are in spirit. It's as Wayne Dyer once said, "In to be inspired is to be in spirit. To be in spirit is to be aligned with the self. Not the ego self that we build upon and create, but the true essence of self into pure awareness. When we're acting from that place, we're embodying Zen style of action, which is acting and deciding simultaneously and the way to actually get to that point where your actions are authentic and fluid and spontaneous and also meaningful, not impulsive, but truly meaningful to you. It is when we are in that place of inspired action. And in this place is where we feel that we have a sense of purpose for everything that we're doing in the world, for everything that we're expressing in the world. It's about moving from that place of listening to the outside world to moving into tapping into what is true within you. And when you take that inspired action, the level of fulfillment and meaning in your life skyrockets because you're doing what you're made for and the third pillar of liberation is intentional focus now intentional focus is essentially being able to train your mind to effortlessly focus on that which you truly desire in this life now the reason why that's important is because most people walk around trapped in the matrix hijack where their focus is essentially being taken from the outside environment and they're being told what to do and how to be and who they are. Now, when that happens, the focus is not very intentional. In fact, it's quite the opposite, it becomes delusional focus. And the delusional focus is when we're looking to the outside world to constantly tell us what to do and who we are. So why is this important? When we are actually focusing on what we want, we will create more of what we want. We'll feel more grateful, we'll feel more fulfilled and more filled with joy through our lives. When we're focusing on what we don't want or when we're allowing our focus to be essentially controlled by the outside environment, what's actually happening is we're typically focusing on that which we do not want. I remember when I first started my coaching career, I would ask people, Okay, well, what's your outcome? What do you really want you know, out of this session here? And they would say, I, I don't want to feel anxious anymore. I don't want to feel stressed anymore. So most people are walking around completely fixated on what they do not want and creating more of what they don't want because their focus isn't intentional. But the way to actually get your focus to a place of intentionality is through the path of that innate wisdom, the inspired action. And as you take inspired action, you start to learn from your actions you start to experience consequences or rewards from your actions and as you experience consequences and rewards from from your actions you start to truly learn and you start to truly become more aligned to that which is actually true for you and as you do that your focus becomes much more intentional you start to develop healthy boundaries you start to develop a sense of drive towards that which you want and you let go of everything that is not essential to you And so in order to have that sense of intentional focus, it is important for us to know how to engage with life in a way that is authentic to us and in a way that is going to truly illuminate the truth of our being. Now the whole purpose of Zen Stoic philosophy is to bring timeless wisdom from Zen Buddhism and Stoicism into the modern age so that you can develop unshakable inner peace and live a liberated life. And the way in which to do that is to embody these three pillars of liberation. Now embodying the three pillars of liberation is best done when we are living a life of intentionality. So in the next episode, we're going to actually be breaking down the framework of Zen Stoic philosophy and how to live an intentional life. When you live an intentional life that is true to you, when you live an intentional life that actually brings you joy and meaning, you are able to not only enjoy life more for yourself and be more productive and more impactful, but you're also able to impact others beyond what you ever thought possible. And it's through your own intentionality. So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the framework of Zen Stoic philosophy, and we're going to be talking about the five ways in which we disengage with life that creates emotional debt, and then the five ways to engage in life that will create emotional prosperity. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if this episode inspired you, share it with somebody that you care about. This is how the podcast spreads. It is through your engagement, through your sharing, through the sharing of your thoughts and your expressions and the things that resonated with you in the comments, as well as sharing it with the people that you truly care about so that they may, so that they may be exposed to the content on this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode where we talk about the five ways to engage in life to create emotional prosperity through the Zen Stoic framework.